excited today to be here to have another interview. This is so much fun. This is the Hallmarkings podcast, and I am Rachel, and I am here to talk with Andrea Brooks again for the second time. Thank you so much, Andrea, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me again. I had so much fun last time. I'm so excited we're doing this again. Yeah, oh, me too. I uh, it's been such a crazy year uh, for us in the podcast that it seems it feels like it was like. 10 years ago. <laughs> it, was, it, was so. it does. And I've, I followed what you guys have been doing and I'm such a fan and you've done so many great interviews and yeah, you guys are on fire. <laughs> it has been, it has been crazy. I never could have imagined it in a million years, but we're so grateful and so excited. And, and Amber would be here, but she is actually, it's very exciting. She is starting a new job this week. Uh, and, uh, so she has, she'd been at the same job for 11 years. So oh my goodness. huge, very exciting. Ooh. So I hope yeah. she breaks the leg, not, yes. not officially, not, not, <laughs> but you know, yeah. break a leg. <laughs> uh, so it's very exciting. So yeah, we have last spoke to you in February. Uh, it, I think the episode aired on March 1st and yep. so yeah, crazy year. I was, how's your year been? This has actually been one of the craziest work years for me. I've been doing this half of my life, so 15 years, and this has been wild, um, especially just jumping back and forth. I'm on two different series, and I have been for the past few years, but this year it just got really hectic, and there would be certain days I would wake up in the morning and I'd shoot on one set, and then I'd drive myself to the other set and shoot there, and there was just so much back and forth, and it was so, it's it's amazing, it's a dream come true, but then doing that, and then I also, <laughs> I had a couple off days in October, and then we managed to squeeze in a Christmas movie on top of things, and there was that with the Hardy's family reunion, and just every single day was booked to the max, so it was wild, just a wild ride, and November's been a little bit more calm, so I feel like I'm recuperating now, but yeah, it's been, it really has been a wild year, and uh, my other show, Supergirl, and When Calls the Heart this season, it just so happened that both shows started shooting on the exact same day. Oh the beginning gosh. of both days. And that would so rarely happen. There's no reason for that. But it was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So you really did double up some days, did bold shows. There were, oh, there were a lot of doubled up days. And one of the things I think people might not think about when, when you're filming a series, it's not just the physical filming. You also have to go in for ADR and do a lot right. of voice work. You have to do fittings. You have to do table reads. You have meetings. So on top of the, sh the actual shooting schedule, there's just a lot of places you have to be at any given time. So it, it really was crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, especially in a show like One Calls the Heart where you're, you're having to get in period costumes and makeup and uh, you know all that stuff too. It's not like you can just waltz in there. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. You don't just waltz in. I mean, I would, I would come in having played Eve Tessmacher from Supergirl this happened a few times where I'd be with the full lashes and she, of course Eve wears these fun little dresses and, and just kind of a girly girl in a way. And then just coming to one calls the heart and it was like, okay, strip off the lashes quick. Let's change the hair quick. And just completely shifting perspectives as well. Going, taking yeah. yourself, you know, over a hundred years. It's, it was pretty funny. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Well, I very much admire you for that. That's incredible. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, and also you managed to squeeze in somehow getting married 
So congratulations on that. Thank you. I know that was also part of the whirlwind this year. And uh, I still can't believe that happened. I don't know if that's even really fully managed to sink in yet. But (laughs) I think that reality will probably hit me, I think, in December. Because that's one of the great things about film. You're one one time of year when all production stops will be over the holidays. Yeah. Um, And I think at that point when there's zero work to be done, I'm going to sit back and be like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what my, that's what uh, Alonzo Duralde had on our show a couple times. He was saying that the thing that all these shows get wrong is that, that the week, the week of Christmas in, in LA, it's like dead. There's like hard, there's hardly any traffic. Everybody's like, like this. <laughs> so that's really so true. Yeah. The time to recenter yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, was it, was it funny after having been or sort of surreal after having been a bride in some of these fake weddings? Yeah, I will say that I was very well rehearsed. Like, I feel like I had had a lot of practice runs. So yeah. that was a positive. <laughs> <laughs> in what world can most people say that? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you're like, I have to make this better than the fake weddings are going to do. <laughs> well, the nice thing about doing so many wedding movies is you never have to feel worried about whatever style of dress you choose or anything like that because you're going to have the option to be a bride again and get the photos all over again. So it kind of takes her off. Yeah. That's funny. As weird as that is. I was like, well, yes, I've worn that style. I've worn that style. Okay. Oh, I wonder what I'll wear next time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Well, as long as people aren't like, yeah, your dress and harvest wedding is really better than (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah. So funny. Well, congratulations. Very exciting. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So since we last talked to you, we have seen because I think it was right before the Sweetest Heart came out. And I I really enjoyed it. I I feel like I liked it better than most. It's it's on in or near my top 10 of non, non-Christmas. Really? I feel very honored that you say that. <laughs> I know how well you are in the Hallmark universe. That's a compliment. Yeah. Amber and I kind of fought over it a little bit. She wasn't quite as big a fan, but I really liked it because I really liked having three separate romances to follow. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. And yeah. It was kind of like, probably as close as we're going to get to something that in maybe Christmas and Evergreen, the, the last one, like mm-hmm. I like the idea of sort of not like a love actually, but kind of in that ballpark where it's not just the one, but you get these other little uh, kind of romances aside. That was really good. I mean, the sweetest heart was nice because it was three distinct couples that you kind of followed. And I liked that. Good point. You know, I, I've never really broken it down that way, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. It was a lot fun. of it. And it's, it's relationships at different stages too, which yeah. is kind of, you've got people preparing to get married, you've got some people who are just meeting, you have an old flame, so it's different yeah. styles of romances as well. Yeah, I like that. I, I had to just laugh at, uh, at Tammy Gillis's character because it was so classic. Like people, as somebody who is 37 and single, believe me, they, there's nothing that, um, that people that, it's so funny because it's like people that have that just gotten engaged all of a sudden they they think they are 
just super experts and they're like, oh, well, you should do this and you should do this and you should do this. And what are you doing? You know? <laughs> right, right, right. I feel like saying, you were just in my same spot like six months ago. I really like that. The only thing I didn't like in the movie, but it was kind of hilarious, was the terrible cupcakes. Like, like, <laughs> what was up with those combinations? We were like, what? Like, were, rosemary and pine nuts. And like, you stuff. know what, though? The rosemary pine nut one was delicious. And you it actually tried it. it had been real. I remember they the same thing. They brought them in a box. And I think that in one of the scenes, I was supposed to eat that one. So I knew. I was like, OK, I'm going to be consuming eight of these or 10 of these, because you just have to keep doing them in every take. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, man, they look so weird. They were delicious. <laughs> they were the best, some of the best cupcakes I've ever had, I will say. I know that they sound strange. I don't know why they didn't go for something classic, like a nice chocolate that everyone can identify with. Yeah. But Rosemary pine nuts were very good. Yeah, it sounds terrible. It's like, I don't need that on my cupcake. Let's have like yellow cake and chocolate. That to me, yellow cake and chocolate to me is the best combination of cake or cupcake. Where? Yeah, yeah because fair. you get like a little bit of chocolate in the frosting. It's uh-huh. not over because chocolate on chocolate, that's a lot of chocolate. You almost need milk. That's true. But if you have, and yellow cake is better than white cake because it's got like a little bit of a butter flavor. Yeah. I thought about this far too much. Um, but you have <laughs> used you as the cupcake expert on this movie. Yes. Oh my gosh. We could be the call in experts for so many Hallmark movies. Like, You guys are like the archive. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, it's definitely the best combination. It's, and, and it's also the best one to make for people because, like, everybody likes it. Like, I, I can't imagine anyone being like, that's disgusting. I hate yellow cake and chocolate. Like, what? Unless you just are allergic to chocolate or something. You can't go wrong with classic. You really can't. I love a good vanilla and I love a good chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, and people get too crazy with these cupcakes. Like, I don't know. They're just out of control. You see, like, <laughs> cornbread in them. I'm like, what? What's going on? And, yeah. <laughs> People are getting pretty creative in the cupcake world. Like, I can attest to that. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I like peanut butter and chocolate. Like, that's that's what I get if I go to those fancy cupcake places. I'm like, I'll get the Reese's. I'll leave you all to the madness. <laughs> yeah. That's a good class. Yeah, I like that. And, yeah, I don't really know why on our, in that movie, we got so inventive. But it was fun. I had, I tasted most of the cupcake flavors in that movie. And, they were, and the red velvet was also delicious. Yeah. Really enough, Susie and I became really great friends on that project. Yeah. We just kind of met each other, and we had an instant bond. Uh-huh. And I just adore her. We're still super close. And every every day, right before lunch, we would go up to props and be like, what can we have today? So we were still not over it. You would think by day two we were so over cupcakes, but we had, we had like, taste-offs, and we would cut them all up and sort of pass them around and be like, what do you think of this cup? Anyway. <laughs> Well, I'm surprised they actually had those weird flavors. I figured that was just something that they were like, but you actually got to taste it. That's, that's really funny. True. It actually, that was the cupcake that I consumed. Yes. Because we were just so, we were laughing, cracking up because uh, we're like, Hallmark is just getting too creative with this food stuff. Because uh, just uh, in the Christmas cottage, just a couple months before, uh, they were trying to show that, um, 
uh, Steve Lund's character was like the super avant-garde chef or whatever. And uh, he was making like a goju jang and like curry and like all this stuff. It's like, <laughs> like all those things are good, but not combined together. You know, it's, it's like right. and stuffing with cranberries. It's not that hard. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, and I, I kept thinking of, I love in, um, oh, what's it called, uh, Wedding Bells with Danica McKellar, and like, uh, Kavon Smith plays, uh, he plays a chef in that one as well. Right. She's like eating this thing, and she's like, she's like something, uh, pickles and eggs, two things I enjoy separately. <laughs> That's actually incredible. And actually, Kevin is, uh, uh, in real life, quite an incredible chef. Yeah. He spends a lot of his spare time coming up with amazing concoctions. I've never had anything that he's made, but I've seen photos, and that guy is quite the chef. So that I wonder what his thoughts on that would have been. <laughs> well, I, I wonder why he's holding out on the Win Calls the Heart team. Like, why isn't he cooking for you all? I don't know, but I should raise this. <laughs> That's funny. Get a job in the catering department. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about the traumatic ending of last season of When Calls the Heart. Okay. So we're still all recovering, but hopefully people are healing. <laughs> it was yeah. quite the thing to podcast about. I'm a. I mean, as as a fan, I was. I didn't love it. I mean, obviously not going to love Jack dying, but I, I didn't love the execution of it. I thought it was a little clunky and it could have been better, but I, you know, I, I was just curious from, as a person who uh, is on the cast, how did you feel about it? How did you feel about how it kind of went down? Well, we all knew from the beginning of the season that that's how it was going to end. And it was so tough for everybody, you know, because all of us, we do so many interviews and, and we're all on social media and just knowing that that, that that was coming. And I can honestly say that everyone everyone approached those final two episodes, especially the, the final episode, yeah. with so much care and consideration, especially yeah. Erin. She was just a class act. That whole episode, she really was in the zone. She would have her earphones in and, and she would just be centering herself, getting ready for her performance. And I honestly think she did a stellar job doing that while under intense pressure, just knowing that that was going to have such an impact on the fandom. I mean, we all took that very seriously and, and it was tough and it was legitimately sad. I mean, when we were at the, when we were conducting the funeral scene, it was, it was legitimately tough on us as well. And the one thing I will say is this is, this is this is kind of what happens with a successful television series. Things can't always stay the same. People move on, contracts change. There's a million different reasons why things things like this change and things like this happen. And, um, and, and we all adore Daniel. We're all still close with him and we wish him the best absolute best and he's been he's been so lovely I've been, as usual he's still the same old Daniel but it's tough you kind of feel like okay we're losing a family member how yeah. are we gonna deal with this and yeah it, it was tough but we we all really did try to approach that with respect and um, knowing how the fans would feel yeah. so yeah we tough. all did actually really think that the finale was one of the better episodes that we've seen like it was very well done i guess the part i thought was a little clunky was the whole 
I don't know. I felt like I I felt like it's a very romantic show in the sense of uh, right. there were like romantic time period, romantic poetry, that kind of a, a feel. And so I felt like Jack's death should have been a little bit more, a little bit more romantic in tone, in the sense that I think I feel like he should have had something like get scarlet fever and Elizabeth by his side and you know them having like this moment and 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 something just, like that that's a little bit more sort of I don't know like Gilbert Blythe getting sick you know and 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 Anne not knowing if she's you know the last time she's going to talk to him and something with a little bit more of that sort of romantic feel to it I think would have been better <laughs> I would have liked it better as opposed to just a guy on a horse with a telegram I just felt like that was kind of not my favorite yeah that was tough that's that's tough and I I honestly don't know all of the behind the scenes workings of how they came to that conclusion but yeah. that's the conclusion they came that that's that's what ended up that's what ended up happening yeah. and um the one thing I will say and yeah, sure, clunky, sure. Um, everyone can have their opinion about that, absolutely. But I think it really allowed Erin to showcase this other side of her talent that we don't generally get to see on the show. So I always, and that's just me, I always try to look at the positives in these situations, because of course it's tough. And, and, and watching the fan reaction to that episode was really tough because we had all you know put in so much and we had gone through the full season with everyone and of course when that episode was coming up I mean all of us you can imagine we're all texting like the actors we were all texting each other going, like, oh my gosh like cross your fingers um yeah. yeah I don't know all all around tough but there's light at the end of the tunnel I will say especially with this season with where we're moving on from that I think people will be satisfied and I hope that for the people who are maybe not if they haven't decided if they want to stick with the show or not I will say I think that they've genuinely done a wonderful job at picking up the pieces and launching forward into some amazing storylines for this upcoming season so there's that to look forward yeah. to as well so that, that's good I like that I mean and like I said I didn't really like the finale because I appreciate it, especially, I mean, we love Little Opal is our, like, favorite person <laughs> in the whole cast. Heartbreaking in that. <laughs> that finale when she's like, we both are the ones rescued by Jack. I was like, okay. She And she, she's such a good little actor, too. Oh. When she looks at you with those big puppy dog eyes, your, your heart just goes, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have really nailed the child actors. They're, they're, and, and I think that Erin shines whenever she's with any of the children. She does. She does. she does a great job. And I will say, we have some of the most professional kids in the business on this show because they've all been working together for so many years now. And we've all watched them grow up. I mean, even today on the um, Hardy's Instagram account, there was a photo of some of the kids by the Christmas tree. And I was just like, they're getting so tall. You know, when I met these kids five years ago, four or five yeah. years ago, they were much shorter. Now I'm looking at them, looking at them dead in the eye. And it's, it's crazy, but they're so professional. They're, they're all so lovely. And just, I couldn't, I couldn't say more complimentary things about, about our kids. I'm so proud of them. Yeah. Somebody was saying, oh, well, are they going to do a time jump? Uh, and because uh, sometimes it's hard to have, you know, babies on, on sets and stuff. I, and I, I was like, no, they can't because they got those kids. What, what would they, you know, how could they do that? You can't force the kids to grow quicker than they're growing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> they're they're the one of the best parts of the show. So yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. And I I loved. I also loved in the finale that whole scene with the 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 widows, the little. With, I know that and was really with, good. And with the quilt that they made, and and that was an that was a direct kind of nod to the Hardys. Yeah, um, I think that worked more. really well. I think it did too. You know, they, they really worked hard to try to make it as genuine an episode as possible. But, you know, it, it's just one of those tough things that you have to face in television. It's, yeah. it's tough. It's not easy. I don't think anyone would sit here and say, oh, that was no problem, because it, it wasn't. And, um, you know, the show is still moving on full force. And and I think there's a lot of stuff to look forward to. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, so I was, I was just going to ask, what kind of without obviously without any spoilers but uh what what do you expect for your character in season seven and uh as far as do we are we gonna get a little bit of romance are we gonna get what what do you see coming up for for faith so yeah for this season faith i think what I've, what I've kind of been saying is you're going to get to see a bit of Faith's backstory this year, oh. which I was really excited about. And you're going to start to understand why she is the way she is a little bit. So doing a bit of a deep dive is, is always fun. Um, and you're going to see her vulnerable. I think for the past, I don't know, three, I guess even four seasons, Faith has always been this determined workhorse. I mean, she's so committed to her career and she puts her career in helping others above all else. And you really get to see her vulnerability this year, which I really, I really That's about. great. I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah, and I assume they're gonna wanna kind of move away from the, the tone of the finale back to its kind of original tone. <laughs> and uh, get back to some of those sort of lighter stories pretty quickly, I would think. Uh, yep. 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 <laughs> I think so, yeah. yeah uh, and I we, we, I mean, like, we still pay homage and pay respect to what happened in the finale of, of last season, but, um, and of course that, that's kind of the, the roots to this season. That, that fact isn't changing, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you see the community kind of pull up their bootstraps and pick up and, and kind of dwell on the positive. And that's something that is, has always been the case with Hope Valley and the characters there when in times of trouble, um, people rally and, uh, you definitely see that. Yeah. Well, and I'm excited about the new, uh, new cast members. You get Chris McNally from Sweetest Heart is, is now on one couple. That's exciting. So I was so excited when I heard, I, I, it was crazy. We all heard who was kind of shortlisted and, and back when they were casting this. And when I heard Chris was an option, I was so excited because I was like, oh, he's so perfect. And we were good buddies by this yeah. point. Yeah. So we had the text conversations that were going on. And then when it finally happened, it was like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, we had a big celebration. <laughs> it was yeah. really fun. Uh, yeah, I I love him. I <laughs> He's, he's one of I my love him. <laughs> yeah we did a whole podcast on the hunks of hallmark with the hunks of hallmark ladies which was really fun and he made my list of my top yes <laughs> Wait, who are the other made my list <laughs> who are the other four? Oh, oh my list so i had um i had paul green i had uh um i had chris mcnally thomas bodine Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and 
he is so dreamy. Oh. <laughs> I think he's one of the most handsome people I've ever seen in my life. And I also had uh, <laughs> uh, Sean Roberts from Recipe for Love. <laughs> Aww, I love but, that. I, I love asking that question just because I'm friends with so many of these people. It's always just so hilarious to, yeah. <laughs> to see people's But yeah, Paul and Chris, they're two of my good buddies. Yeah. When, good he, one. when he was on a Rocky Mountain Christmas, he was just like, he was her brother in this movie, in that movie. So it was like huh. a small part. But every time he came on screen, Chris McNally, I was like, Woo! I'm so excited. Yeah. So I think he was the only one because he ended up on When Calls the Heart. So he was doing something right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. He did such a great job. He's such a great actor. And he's just, yeah, he's such a wonderful human. So I, I was so excited. Um, so excited about that. That is really cool. Well, yeah, I'm hoping that because uh, now my brain this morning, I'm sorry, but the, who's the other new lead that they got? McGarry. Kevin, Kevin McGarry. McGarry. Yeah. Kevin McGarry. So dreamy as well. Um, <laughs> I'm really hoping that they are, are not just doing a second Jack, that we're getting new characters that are going to be interesting. I know the one is a Mountie, it, mm -hmm. uh, but I, that's, that's my, my hope is that we'll be getting something a little bit new. A little new, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we've all accepted the fact that Daniel was Jack and no one can replace him. And I know even uh, that being an option at one point, like way back in the day, what do we do? Do we replace the replace this character with another actor? It just it's just not an option because Daniel was Jack and he did an amazing job, and no one can ever you know fill those shoes. But um, I can honestly say with with Kevin coming in and playing a Mountie, he brings a whole new vibe and he, he's a spectacular actor. And I think he just, I think he did a really great job, but yeah, I don't think anyone has to be too worried about, about anyone trying to replace Jack. And I, I think that he's different enough and he brings a different swagger yeah. to his, the, to that new role. Good. I'm really, I'm really looking yeah. forward to that. And of course I'm, I'm excited for to see more about Rosemary and Leland. They're my favorite. I, I actually like them even better than Jack and Elizabeth, as far as a romance and a couple. They're I love them. Hilarious. The two of them working together, just watching them, it's like a ping pong match. You're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh my goodness. And it's just, it's almost like they're reading each other's minds. It's really funny to act with them because they're just sort of like sparring. Yeah, it's great. They're fantastic. Yeah. They're such key additions to this to this show i just couldn't imagine the show without them yeah. yeah they're just so funny and so although we felt a little bit last season that like we felt a little bit like rosemary would do all these nice things and people were a little bit were like we're a little critical of her we're like she's planning your wedding in two weeks like lay <laughs> off <laughs> we're, we're very defensive we feel very uh we feel a sense of ownership of rosemary because we think she's so great oh and i like that. yeah yeah we do we love her we're like don't be critical of rosemary what are you doing she's the best yeah yeah, yeah um, i think she does such a great job i think all the characters on this show have such big hearts so yeah. even if they have flaws or what have you at the end of the day they're their uh, their heart kind of shines through. I know that sounds a little bit cheesy, but it's true. And with her, her character is so out there. But at the end of the day, you, you can see how 
she she has no ill intentions. She's she's such an honest honest character. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so let's talk about the movie coming up mm-hmm. before the season. <laughs> uh, so this movie, uh, the little synopsis says that it's going to have a uh, orphan train of some kind that's going to come through town. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of without giving too much away kind of what it's going to be? I think in every Christmas episode, you have to have something happen that brings the town together. And in, in this year's Christmas special, it involves orphans coming to town and they need help. Um, and they're with their two caretakers and they come to town and everyone rallies. Um, and I think, I think it's, it's going to give Hallmark fans and Hardys what, what they like, which is that we, I know everyone is so appreciative of having kids and, and children on this show. And you really get to see um, not only the town rally, you get to see the kids of Hope Valley kind of interact with these new, with the orphans who come to town and you get to see everyone put their best foot forward for these, these adorable kids. <laughs> Honestly, Hallmark does such a good job casting the cutest children. They're yeah. all so lovely. They're such good actors. Um, I know I'm derailing myself a little bit, but they're so adorable. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. There's no doubt about it. They, and they're not too mop top Hollywood kind of, I don't know. They still feel like real kids. Genuine real kids. Yeah. yeah, that's, I think that on this show in particular, um, everyone needs to kind of have maybe a rawness. We are, we are playing back in time. So you want kids who kind of fill that, that space, so yeah. to speak. And, and then, and I think all of the kids that they've cast on this show are very believable, um, for the time period. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm particular. I love Opal, and I uh, I love uh, Philip, who I don't think is, I, I'm afraid he's not gonna be on the show anymore. But he was so cute. He was but, adorable. Oh, he was so cute. I know. <laughs> but yeah, this sounds fun. I because I felt like last year it was good. I enjoyed it, but you know the whole wishing tree concept. I think could have. We could have gotten more wishes and we could have gotten sort of more into that a little bit. Uh, but I did love the whole moment in last year's with she's taking the thing off the tree, the ornament or whatever, making her wish. And like Jack is right behind her and he's like, your wishes come true or some, something like that. And I was like, that is swoon worthy. I mean, in real life, if somebody did that to me, I would probably elbow them in the back because I'd be so surprised. But as far as swoonworthiness, it was really good. As far as escapism and romance, I thought it, it was really good. That is adorable. Yeah, I wasn't, my character, unfortunately, wasn't in the Christmas special last season. Oh, yeah. Because um, I was working on Harvest Wedding at that time, so I had a conflict. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's just the way things go sometimes. Right, right, so, right. Yeah. so, yeah, I, I, I was sad to not be able to do that one last year, but... This year, <laughs> it's there. I'm so excited. What do you think has the been the, I guess, best or most impactful uh, episode that Faith has had yet? I'm curious. Oh, ooh. Um, I can tell you which I, one I thought. What you're thinking, if you want. 
Yeah, tell me what you think. So I think the best episode so far for Faith and for Dr. Carson is the um, girl with the tumor. Yeah. That was the best one. Because he really had to reach and decide if he was going to take that risk, especially after what happened to his wife. And uh, I think then you sort of encouraging him and supporting him in that when he was really insecure, I think that was a really good one. I, I actually agree. That's an amazing answer. It's probably better than what, than what I was going <laughs> to um, But I think some of Faith's most powerful scenes and episodes are coming this season. Oh. Um, you, vulnerability, you're going to see her, you know, crack wide open. I think she sometimes tends to create a shell for herself. And uh, you see her come out of that this year. Which I'm excited about. We'll have to talk about that after these air. Yes. <laughs> We totally will. That's so fun. I'm so excited. I just saw some episode, or I've seen actually quite a lot of footage from this season because I've been in doing ADR these past couple of weeks. And yeah, it's so exciting to see some of these scenes because sometimes when you really have to go out with your emotion or, or, you know, portray a character's vulnerability or a journey of some kind, sometimes it's tough and you're like, oh, am I doing this right? I don't know if this feels right. And then seeing it a few months later, you're like, oh, okay, all right, great. I can see how this all fits together now because sometimes in the moment you just don't know if it's working or if it looks yeah. honest or whatnot. But yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for what's well, coming up. I, I, would will think, say- I would think too, it would be hard to separate your individual experience from the actual content itself, I would think would be tough. Because even as a podcaster, I'm like, oh, that episode was so fun. I mean, had such a great time, but I, you know, it, but I can't like, so I'm not that objective as far as like, is it yeah. like objectively good? I don't know. I hope so. I think so. But I don't know. Being objective is tough. And especially, you know, sometimes on set when you're doing certain scenes, I sometimes I do this, I'll go over to the monitor and I'll watch the replay and the, just to get an idea. And sometimes that's extremely helpful for positioning yourself in the scene or the way the light's hitting or, yeah. or, you know, Sometimes that's helpful. Sometimes it's really not, but it's tough. In that moment, you'll be looking for something and be like, okay, okay, great. But to be fully objective, I really need time. Like I don't often like watching what I do because it is a little bit strange. It, like you're, you're in your mind, you're like, oh, I remember doing it a certain way and maybe it's edited in a different way or they used a take that I didn't think they would use. So sometimes it's tough, but I really just need distance and time. And then that's why kind of engaging with something a few months later or even a year later when you've kind of forgotten about it is nice because yeah. you watch it with a fresh set of eyes and you're like, oh, okay, that either worked or that didn't work and I can see why. Whereas in the moment, I had no clue. Yeah. So, so yeah, that is nice. But I will say going back to what my favorite Faith episode is, I, I really love the episode with Niall Mater when um, Shane and Faith go on a date. Um, yeah. And then they kiss in the middle of the town. Just because that was another moment. There was that moment. And then I love when Faith shows her vulnerability. And I love playing that. Because I love that push and pull feeling of, of, I shouldn't be doing this, but I need to do this. But I do, like that whole kind of internal struggle is really fun to, to portray. Yeah. And I think that episode, you really saw her kind of trying to put on the brakes, but then being like, okay, maybe this is good for me. And I think he was a great catalyst for her because he showed her, you know, go get put yourself out there what are you doing you know there's more to life than just just grinding and and keeping your nose down and doing what needs to be done and I think he 
he kind of showed her what she was missing a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, getting to play that vulnerability. And I think she had moments like that, even with Jack way back, you know, season two, three, because they were yeah. friends and she trusted him and she, she kind of opened up. But there aren't a lot of people that Faith opens up to because she's right. working at the infirmary. People open up to her uh, literally all the time. They're sick, they need help. So she's always on the other end of that. But then actually being someone who needs to be listened to or taken care of, that's kind of not her priority. So anytime that she showcases vulnerability is kind of my favorite to play. That's really cool. I agree. I like those moments as well. Two Christmas movies this season. What? Uh, the, for one for Hallmark, The Jingle Around the Clock with Brooke Nevin. And uh, so that must have been a fun uh, experience. She was like, she expected to produce that, didn't she? Or was very involved did. in it? Yeah. It was so cool to be a part of that project because this this project is Brooke Brooke's baby. Um, and her and her partner, Michael, the two of them uh, went to Hallmark, I believe it was two years ago, with a concept and they pitched this and they had written the script and then um, they ended up teaming up with some other Hallmark writers and, and this has been such a long journey for them. And uh, yeah, this is this is her baby. So getting to act with someone who was also not only had the actor set of eyes, but had the producer set of eyes was really neat. Yeah. And she did a, she did a fabulous job. She's a great actress. And um, yeah, it was, it, it's a really, really fun Christmas movie. What can I say? It's always fun to do Christmas. Oh, I'm really excited for it. It has Rob Bokin as the writer and she has been knocking it out of the park. And Zachary Hug is also a co-writer on it. And he has just been amazing this season. And uh, so just writing and then the cast, incredible. Uh, you know, you've got Brooke, Jeremy Gilblatt, who is amazing. You, yeah. Mike Cassidy. It's a really good cast. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, good. I know. I think this is my either fourth or fifth project with Jeremy. I mean, we just laugh at this point. We're like, of course, we're in the same movie, of course. So yeah, we had we had a lot of fun. Yeah, um, that's we funny. Had a lot of fun. And it was basically I went in and shot my scenes for that movie just on the off days from When Calls the Heart, and I had also done two Supergirl episodes that same month. So it was just just the schedule, just madness, but. I just kind of come in just ready to go. I'm like, all right, full-blown Christmas. Here we go. And yeah, we had, and it was like with the greatest cast. You're so right. Yeah. We had so much fun. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. You, you sure you don't have a double of your walking around? I would, I would send one on vacation for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it would, it would be nice. I know scheduling can be, scheduling can be hard. I mean, sometimes schedules, sometimes things have to shift. Sometimes you have to turn down projects because of schedules. It always breaks my heart because I'm such a yes person and I want to do everything. But I was really, yeah. I was really pleased that we were able to actually schedule this and make it, make it work. That's awesome. So you were also in Santa's Boots for a lifetime. This yeah. one sounds a lot of fun. It sounds like it has a, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of Christmas magic going on <laughs> with, uh, uh, this this Santa and kind of a, a, a it's just a little bit of a reverse Cinderella kind of situation where he yeah. leaves his shoes and I, it looks really fun. I mean, it has a it also has a fun cast. You got Terrell Terrell Rothery, who's great. June Squibb. I mean, she's a legend. That must have been yep. yeah, a really. Fun it was that one. So I shot that movie 
I want to say it was June. It was pretty early. Okay. Uh, and I did that um, right before when Call the Heart and Supergirl started. So I was kind of in summer mode at the time. And then that came along. And I was like, okay, sure. I've never done a lifetime Christmas. And I was like, well, this is a great project to kind of do to warm up for the big seasons that are coming up here. Yeah. Um, and, it, and yeah, so I've been telling people I started started celebrating Christmas in June and it's finally December now and it's just been Christmas, 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 Christmas. I feel like I've missed all the other seasons because work has just been so Christmas driven. But yeah, it's a really fun, that's a really fun project. My character is a little bit, uh, Jenny is a little bit more of a, a tomboy. She works at a Christmas tree uh, ranch, so to speak. I don't know, ranch. Uh, yeah, farms. Farm, farm, Christmas tree farm. Um, and yeah, you get, that character's quite vulnerable. She uh, She's dealing with kind of a, fizzled out romance so yeah she's she's vulnerable and and yeah um there are some pretty raw scenes actually in mm. in that movie but there's still it's 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 definitely a christmas movie everywhere you turn and every setup there are just christmas trees and christmas lights it's christmas to the max <laughs> yeah. yeah is that what's that like shooting a christmas movie in june i mean is it it's just yeah. got to be surreal, all that snow in the summer. weird, and it's hot, because yeah. June, July, August, I mean, it doesn't get extremely hot in Vancouver, um, where all of these things are shot for the most part, but those are the warmer months, so it is kind of strange to be like, ooh, I'm, I'm tanned, and I feel kind of sweaty, but I've got a parka yeah. on, and scarves, and hats, and <laughs> so that's always a little bit strange, because even just as an actor, you're supposed to be outside acting like, ooh, it's shiver I'm shivering, but you're like, oh, it's so hot. And it's <laughs> yeah. So that's always, that's always my takeaway from shooting Christmas movies in the summer. But that's what was kind of nice about um, shooting Jingle Around the Clock and the Christmas special for Hallmark for When Calls the Heart. Um, it legitimately was getting pretty cold. It was the end of October for both of those. And, and just being able to see your breath a little bit and being like, oh, like I don't have to act cold because I am a little bit, <laughs> a little yeah. bit cold. That was kind of a luxury. And that was the other thing um, for When Calls the Heart this year. Generally, we work for the most part in chronological order. We do shoot two episodes at once in a block, but uh -huh. we, always, we follow the order, the, the narrative trajectory, so to speak. But this season, we did the Christmas movie last which was a little bit funny because our characters have all gone through these journeys, but then we have to kind of rewind our brains and then take our characters back to whatever happened prior to our, you know, arcs this season. Um, but it was also just so nice to, to be outside in the cold and it was kind of misty and, and to, to actually, yeah, feel cold in Hope Valley instead of, you know, having the tan and the sweat going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be, I find that it seems like the ones that they shoot latest uh, tend to be some of my favorites. And I don't know if it's just because of uh, that, the atmosphere. Like last year, Christmas Getaway, I really enjoyed. I know that was a later mm -hmm. one. I know um, uh, Christmas Next Door, I think it was called, uh, mm -hmm. with Fiona. That was really fun, and that was later. So I, I don't know if they just maybe saved, they... <laughs> authenticity maybe that you just yeah. can't quite replicate in the summer I mean they, I will say they do an amazing job yeah. it is fun and I know like, yeah and I feel like they have up the budgets this year I, I mean just I feel like the snow looks way better than last year interesting you say across the board I do yeah I feel oh, well I mean, not just the snow but I feel like in general the production values 
across the board have been better than in years past. I, I actually, I'm not aware of numbers of any kind, but I would imagine that you're correct. Um, just given how popular these things are in the articles I'm seeing now about Christmas movies. And it's like, Oh, I remember doing these back in the day when this was a small little thing just a few years ago. And now yeah. it's become this phenomenon and so many people are watching these movies. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that they've realized this. They're like, okay, let's, uh, let's throw a little bit more into this and, yeah. Make it a bigger, bigger deal. Well, so we, last time you were on our podcast, we gave you the Team B questions. And this time we have the holiday edition of our silly questions. questions. And so like uh, in our podcast, so it's pretty fun. So first question, what is your favorite holiday drink? <gasps> I love eggnog. Anything with eggnog. I, I've always adored it. Anytime it shows up on the shelves, that is the start to the Christmas season for me. Anything with eggnog, it doesn't need to have any alcohol of any kind in it, but I like an eggnog latte. Yeah. I, for the most part, don't drink that much dairy anymore. I've kind of limited it, but when it comes to eggnog, I will never give that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I love, I love some, I love some eggnog. Um, okay. What's your favorite holiday cookie or treat? My mom is an amazing baker and she bakes these little uh, Christmas squares that she calls jingle bars. And she actually had this recipe published, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. And it's, it's famous. If all of our friends get jingle bars, my agent and manager gets jingle bars. They're at all the parties and all my friends know about them. So that's, that is my 100% favorite Christmas tree. You should work this into a Hallmark Christmas movie, Jingle Bars. That's the most hallmarky thing I've ever heard in my life. That is a very good point. That is a very good point. Yeah. I like that. Jingle Bars. Yeah. for like, the perfect Jingle Bar. Yeah. Jingle bar. Yeah. They had the Kringles this year, you know, the Christmas Kringles. And, yeah. and next year we can have Jingle Bars. It'll be great. Okay, if she can go on home and family and make the jingle bars, it'll be perfect. <laughs> she would love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, what is your favorite Christmas song or carol? You know, I've actually been asked that a few times recently, and I don't know if I've ever officially had a favorite, but I will say, for the sake of jingle around the clock, jingle bells. And you'll know why when you see the movie. Okay. <laughs> so what is your favorite Christmas movie? The one you have to watch every year. Ooh. Um, you know what I, I love is Home Alone. I know that's, that's not Hallmark, but my brother and I used to watch Home Alone 1 and 2, uh, 2 being lost in New York. And that there's just something so Christmasy, Christmas, Christmasy about those movies. Um, so yeah, that would be my It's one of my favorites too. It's a foundation movie. It's, it was the yeah. first comedy I ever really like loved as a Interesting. kid. So, yeah. Yeah. So I Ooh. love it. I love saw those. it when I was nine years old with my grandparents. It was, and I just remember just thinking it was the whole, most hilarious thing I'd ever seen in my life. And now as an adult, I appreciate it almost more for the sweetness and the moments of real heart that are there. And uh, I love it. It's, it's great. Good choice. Okay. Next we have, what's your favorite holiday tradition? The one thing that you have to do or it's not Christmas. 
Ooh. I mean, I really love spending Christmas with family. And uh, yeah, what's my favorite part of it? I think just the way my, my family does it growing up, we have stockings downstairs and my mom would always cook this amazing spread for breakfast. And we would go downstairs and do the stockings and then we would eat breakfast and then we would do the presents. So yeah. I just, that trajectory is really important to me just because that's how we've always done it. But um, as of recently, my dogs, we've started wrapping up gifts for them and they've learned how to unwrap gifts. Oh, that's so cute. Funniest thing. They just, because I guess they can smell that there's a treat. Or if you just tell them, you're like, this is for you. My parents' dog, Lucy, she's a golden doodle and she's, 12 and she'll just daintily like open her gifts and she'll take out whatever it is and she gets really excited and same with Bean, my little chihuahua she just follows what the other one does so yeah the dogs opening presents that's my new favorite tradition that is really cute well so what's a memorable christmas gift that you've either given or received Maybe oh writer bb gun moment yeah, question <laughs> I, I must have been 10 years old or nine years old and I got the princess beanie baby because uh, I'm one of the kids from the beanie baby generation. I still uh -huh. have them in storage. I will never get rid of them because I had an immaculate co co collection and I kept them in pristine condition with the little tag protect protectors. But it was, I guess, what year did that beanie baby come out? I feel like it was 1997. The fact that I still remember that is crazy. Um, <laughs> every, every kid or every little girl wanted the princess purple beanie baby, the princess Diana beanie baby. And I guess my mom somehow managed to get one. And when I got that for Christmas, that was just, it blew my mind. <laughs> still that is so cute. Oh, I love it. All right. Which you prefer, Scrooge or the Grinch? Oh, the Grinch. Classic. <laughs> Uh, clear lights are colored. Oh, you know what? Clear is pretty classy. I'll go with clear. All right, good. Okay, are you, well, it sounds like you're a very good gift wrapper if you're wrapping for your, uh, for your dogs, but um, <laughs> uh, would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper? You know what? I can be a good gift wrapper if I choose to be, but it depends on the person. Because if I'm giving a gift to someone who's not going to appreciate the wrapping, they don't get the special paper. You know, they <laughs> quick job. That's fine. But if it's someone who really appreciates a gift and there are certain people in my life who really do appreciate that stuff, I will buy them a nice paper and do a nice bow and I'll, I'll wrap it really beautifully. So I can do either or. It just depends who I'm giving the gift to. So if your friends and family of Andrea are listening, you know now if she respects your gift giving. <laughs> 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 the level of wrapping. <laughs> yeah. Analyze the wrapping. Yeah. 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 That's really Friendship funny. status right there. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have an ugly sweater, a Christmas sweater? What is your ugliest Christmas sweater? I do. Um, I have, I have this silly, okay. I actually bought this. It was a couple of years ago. We wrapped uh, shooting one calls the heart right, right before the Christmas holiday. So uh, we, I don't know where our wrap party was that year, but I figured in my mind, I was like, oh, it's Christmas themed probably. So I bought the ugliest snowman Christmas sweater dress. And it has, <laughs> it has like a, 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 for a belt, it has a scarf that goes around the snowman's like under its head. And it has this carrot on it. And I bought it. And I'm like, yeah. And then I asked around and no one was dressing Christmassy. They were dressing Aww. in like Christmas. So I was like, oh man. So I hung it up and I still have it. And I actually 
just shot a little promo sequence for the Hallmark Channel with my dog wearing that outfit. So I think that'll oh. be airing the network. Actually, um, so you could have totally had a Bridget Jones moment, you know, or I, mean, <laughs> I could have. Christmas jumper, <laughs> they call it. Yeah, to show up, everyone would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's totally something that would happen. But I did luckily ask around and everyone's like, no, we're wearing nice black dresses. And I was like, oh, okay, perfect. Then I will not be wearing that. But I did wear it recently. So if you watch the Hallmark Channel and watch the promos in between uh at one point i assume i will be popping up with a christmas message in that outfit with my dog who's also wearing a santa hat wow so you're getting a whole, whole interstitial that's very exciting <laughs> yeah. yeah that's why you know you made it because they, they only give the interstitials to like i mean you've got you know your candace cameron berets and your danica mckellars and so that's pretty good True. I think this one, I know, I think they, it went out to all, uh, the Wind Calls the Heart cast and we had to shoot it. We didn't go in where they have the magical light set up. We were meant to shoot it at home, <laughs> iPhone style video. So we'll see. We'll make the cut, Bean and I. We, we, we looked pretty silly. <laughs> That's really fun. Cool. Well, this has been so much fun. I really enjoyed talking with you, getting the scoop on Wind Calls the Heart. Really fun. I know that the Hardys are. I, I joked last year that it, that the Hardys are like the movie first and then Christmas second as far as excitement and anticipation, I think. Okay. They're, like, they're like, family, get out of the house. I want to watch Red Calls the Heart. Be quiet. <laughs> so they're very, very excited. And we're really excited to cover uh, the season. And uh, so that'll be fun. We have When Calls the Hallmarkies show that is a lot of fun. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. This has been a thank delight. Thank you. That was so fun to catch up anytime. I love chatting about this stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely take you up on that. And uh, have a really Merry Christmas. Do you have social media you'd like to share? Do you have social media you'd like to share? Sure. I am Andrea K. Brooks on Twitter, Andrea K. Brooks on Instagram. Um, I'm actually, now that we talked about jingle bars, I'll see if I can get my mom to post her recipe. Maybe I'll yes. do like a jingle bar post. I, I was thinking about that while we were talking. So yeah, Andrea K. Brooks on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, those are the two that I use the most. So. Great. We'll have links for that in the description, so make sure to check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast, The Homework is Pod, all over social media. And um, if you can get any reviews on iTunes, we really appreciate it. And give us your thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. So thanks again, Andrea. It's been so much fun. And we'll look forward to One Calls the Heart. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.